It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Dallas Cowboys have totally revamped their analytics team going into the 2023 season. But what does that mean for the franchise? All that more this episode of Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, today we are talking about the Cowboys' new analytics team, Uh, all organized by John Park, who the team stole from the Colts earlier this offseason. Before we get into all the hires and all the new names and faces, what do you think about the Cowboys really investing into analytics? Well, I think the, the fascinating thing about this is that the Cowboys have invested previously in analytics before. They just were very, very close to the chest about it. They didn't talk about it very much. Um, they've had analytic department for a while, you know, small group, uh, but, but they've had them for, for quite a while. I think what's interesting now is that they've made a commitment. It seems to revamp the whole group, uh, kind of start over. Um, and, and just based on some of the names that we're seeing in their job titles and that sort of thing, it it feels like it's a start fresh situation. So, um, I, I think for me, it's, uh, it's not just that, that, uh, they are being more public about it, but the commitment that they've made to some very seriously heavy hitters in the, in the analytic uh, community, uh, it seems to indicate a, a pretty serious yeah. uh, philosophical shift, at least towards potentially listening to these guys. I, I feel like that there has been times when they've had this information and, and decided to kind of ignore it. Uh, but I feel like now with this investment, this is not uh, a hand-waving situation. No. They're, they're serious and making a commitment to analytics. Uh, so we've seen over the last couple of years, I mean, these guys weren't exclusively on the analytics team, but even somebody like Brian Schottenheimer and Ben McAdoo, those guys, I think their titles were like special projects or yeah. assistant to Mike McCarthy. Basically, they would work on little things like analytics uh, to help them throughout the season. Now, the people that they're hiring are like <laughs> some of the like the top math people in the United States, right? Like these are some like data engineers that live and breathe this kind of stuff, not coaches that you're having do little jobs. I think that's the real difference for me. Yeah. And, and look, I mean, you know, look, say what you want about Steven Jones. He has a chemical engineering degree from the university of Arkansas. He's not like, dumb, right? He's not dumb. And, and, and he has a history in, in math and, 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 you know, numbers and, and using analytics to, you know, whether it's, trying to find the next oil well or trying to find the next quarterback, you know, you can use numbers like that in smart ways and be smart about it. So, you know, I think to me, this is just a modernization of, of, you know, the, the organization. Um, And, and I think that this is something that has, you know, they've, 
like I said, they've they've had a department here. They've had this information at their fingertips. I think for a long time they've ignored it. They've just been yeah. happy to kind of okay, that's a nice input, but we don't really want to listen to it. This to me reads like, hey, not only are we revamping what we've got, but we're adding different modules. We're going to expand analytics into different areas that we hadn't had it previously. Uh, and that's that's what full commitment looks like to these kind of uh, data and engineering teams. So we're going to go through some of the names that the Cowboys have hired over the last couple of weeks. But I think we start with John Park, who the Cowboys, again, hired over from the Colts. Uh, he was with the Colts. Uh, I think he was the was the director of football research, if I remember correctly. Yep. Uh, and, and now his new title with the Cowboys is director of strategic football operations which to me basically means like he's in charge of the analytics for the Cowboys, yeah. right? Yeah. And he's in charge of the team. And more importantly, not in charge of the team, he's in charge of the analytics team. <laughs> well, the more important, yeah, that'd be really cool. Uh, he's in he's in charge of hiring the people that are going to be on his team. I think that's absolutely fascinating to me that the Cowboys have given him that much control. Yeah, I mean, this is a guy who is very well known in the analytics community, uh, sports analytics community. Uh, him and his partner at the, the Colts, and I'm going to forget his first name, but his last name was Lee. Um, they basically, you know, started the department for the Colts uh, seven or eight years ago, uh, and they expanded it in a whole bunch of different areas, including I'm pretty sure they were one of the first analytic teams that were actually put on headsets uh, mm-hmm. during game day. And they actually were making uh, – They were helping, helping Frank Wright. Right. Helping Frank Reich make game day decisions on fourth down decisions, going for it, you know, uh, end of game timing sequences, that sort of thing. So incorporating incorporating analytic input into even those game day stuff. So, but but that certainly isn't a limit to where they were. They 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 did everything from uh, you know roster building to uh, tracking. They they basically you know created what was uh, you know almost nothing in the analytic department to one of the top analytic departments in the league. Uh, in the, in the span of six years, so yeah. the Cowboys going out and getting a guy like John Park away from the Colts, uh, I think that was the first shot across the bow to let us know that yeah. they were very serious about uh, uh, you know forming a team. He he left a team that he had been building for the last seven or eight years, uh, and he didn't do that for to go to an opportunity where he's just going to be a, a you know a, in the a same puppet role, or right? whatever, someone who's just not you know uh, not going to have input. So. Uh, I think the fact that they were able to go out and get someone of John Park's caliber uh, shows you how serious the commitment was to the Cowboys that they're going to be doing this. And so the Cowboys have hired five people now, right now to work with uh, John Park. Now, should be clear, some of these are not quite interns, but not quite full-time employees uh, You know, as well. Some of these people are going to be working with multiple NFL teams. So I just want to make sure that's clear up front. I also think the Cowboys are still actively looking to add to this team because there's only five members that we know of right now. Cause again, there could be other people that are interning or not don't have official titles, but I've got to imagine by the time we get to the, you know, the end of the season, the Cowboys are going to be, they're going to have one of the biggest analytic teams in all uh, of the NFL. I would assume so at least. Uh, it, it seems that way. And I, and, and just to kind of put it out there on how some of these teams operate it's not uncommon at all for these teams to hire consulting firms as their kind of analytics team, right? So, uh, for instance, Alok Batani is a guy that we'll talk about here in a second. 
uh, he, for five years, he basically owned a consulting firm where he was the consultant, and, yeah. and he basically worked for a couple of different teams uh, and, and consulted with them on, on, on a couple of analytic projects. So this, these guys that we are, are going to mention here are Cowboys employees, whether it's, you know, like, like Marcus mentioned, uh, an internship, whether it's a full-time employee, most of these are full-time, you know, engineers, well, but, th- I- but they will also work with a, a larger group outside of these five or six uh, including, you know, like I said, uh, outside firms, yep. EFF, you know, gives them yep. data, all, all those different other groups. That they can and and don't quote me on this because I don't know the rules exactly, but I think there's something that some of these, you know, people have to go through to basically be like on a staff for a year before you can be considered like a full-time employee, basically. So you can't just throw random people on a payroll and, yeah. you know, pay in that way. So again, some of these are, part-time employees some of them are working for consulting firms like you mentioned so we do know the names we're going to get to what that's that's all i can say we know the names we know a little bit about them and what their role is going to be with the teams we just don't know their official employment status with the cowboys i just had to get that clear because i know there's some confusion going around around with this that's all yeah and, and and i'll also preface this by we did our best to try to interpret based on what their qualifications are what their jobs will yes. be but obviously we don't have any extra insight here as of right now as to what these people are doing. We're kind of peeking through keyholes, much yes. like we do with very, very much so. And I just know from some of the wording of the way these tweets were constructed about who the Cowboys have hired, they have to be legally careful. very careful about how they say it. So let's talk about some of these new hires next. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount and bonus bets back up to $200. That's right. All you have to do is bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. What's better than that? Uh, Again, you can get $200 in bonus bets that you can spend on betting anything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to get the first home run of a game all on an app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. Again, nothing better than that. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That is FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. We want to thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen every day. On tomorrow and Friday's show, Landon's going to be off, but we have some special guests that are going to be rolling in. Uh, someone from PFF is going to be jumping in to talk about some of their recent rankings that they've revealed. And we've got Eric Galco from the East-West Shrine game talking about some of the Cowboy players uh, that played in that game, that practiced uh, out in Las Vegas. He'll be joining the show later this week, so be sure that you guys tune in for that. Landon, let's run through some of the names that the Cowboys have hired yeah. in their analytics department. Let's start with Brian Davis 
who is the strategic football analyst. Uh, what do you got on him? So let's a little preface this a little bit by saying that, you know, analytics in sports obviously has kind of had a very disproportionate uh, rollout, depending on what the sport. It's very big over in Europe for, for football, for soccer over there and, and how they analyze things. And they're doing a lot of interesting stuff. In fact, a lot of the field tracker stuff came from that, the, the mm-hmm. GPS. Uh, but the, the crown jewel sport in, in, in America is baseball. Baseball and analytics have had a, a now very long relationship. I think we've all heard of the Moneyball book that mm-hmm. came out a, a, over a decade ago, uh, and that really kind of opened everyone's eyes to what was happening there. Uh, and this is all a long way to say that Bryant Davis has been uh, kind of in the middle of that, right? He's been he's working for the Tampa Bay Rays for uh, a little bit under five years, um, and he's you know, kind of been in the in the in the middle of as as they kind of exponentially grow. Uh, the the analytic departments there and he's had a lot of work as a research and development analyst for Tampa you know creating new stats tracking new stats um, he actually has a PhD in statistics uh, which is you know obviously very impressive yes uh, and so you know I think for this uh, Bryant is a guy that I think would be probably one of the guys that you would consider uh, one of the more top engineers that they have on the team right now. He, yeah. just, he doesn't have a ton of football experience, but the stuff that he's done in baseball and, 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 and kind of at the cutting edge of baseball, where baseball is at the cutting edge of an- sports analytics, he is just very advanced in how to apply this stuff, uh, how to you know look at the numbers a different way, how to create applications that can track the stats that you want to create, uh, and, and how to do everything from uh, knowing what to look for, how to execute it. Uh, he has uh, expertise as well, it seems like. And there's other folks that I can actually help him um, implement the plan, like whether it's through hardware or software. But it, it, Davis is a guy that uh, has been kind of slicing up the numbers and looking at all these, all this different input in a lot of kind of interesting ways for the, for the Tampa Bay Rays for, for the last five years. Yep. Uh, and it sounds like he's really passionate about football, and that's why he decided to actually come uh, into football i think back to football if i'm not mistaken i think he actually did some football stuff earlier in his career but he's he had a desire to kind of get back into football uh let's go to the next one max Lyons. so i got a couple of things on max Lyons. uh this was somebody who john park identified as his number one guy that he had to get this offseason um he's going to be working closely with the basically the analytics team i think he's going to be like john park's number one guy this year he actually worked with two different NFL teams like a decade yep. ago. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe it was Eagles in Jacksonville. Oh, sorry, I'm just I'm looking at some of the notes that I wrote on my phone. Um, I think he's going to be one of the more important people that the Cowboys have here. I, th- I think he's going to be in charge of kind of overseeing everything that Park can't do. Yeah, and, and I think that this is uh, you know a situation where another guy coming back to football right after a ten year mm-hmm. absence. Um, to me, looking at his uh, uh, his history, his, his work history, he really seems to have a lot of, of history in data pipelines. And and yes. and, I, and for those that are are wondering exactly what that is, like part of the important part of cr- creating, then collecting, then analyzing data is getting the data inputted into a, a, a database. And that mm-hmm. can be very tenuous. It can be very uh, time-consuming. And, and that, that is also the area where if you don't automate a lot of this stuff, there's a lot of room for human error. So 
having someone who understands not only what we're trying to do, but how to eliminate human error, how to eliminate input error, uh, and how to get this data into the pipeline and, and moving where it needs to go. Uh, that's very important. And, and, and I think, you know, he comes from a background, he's a BS in financial engineering. You know, that's another situation where you're getting inputs from a lot of different spots, right? You need to make sure those numbers are clean and that they're good and that they're correct. And yep. the best way to do that is to make the process of inputting those numbers very simple. So uh, outside of the obvious football data engineer stuff, I mean, the, the analyzing, you know, what these numbers mean to on the field, he comes from a background of making sure that the data gets in cleanly. And that's going to be super, super important to make yep. sure that your database is correct. Uh, William Britt, next hire. Uh, I actually know a little bit about him. He was part of the Steelers for the last two years. Yep. Uh, he was part of a two-person analytics team for the Steelers, both of whom got hired away from the Steelers this offseason. Uh, <laughs> his job, I think, for the Cowboys, from what I understand, is basically just making the numbers come to life and presenting it to the front office and the coaching staff. Like He's fantastic at, okay, here are the numbers. This is why it matters. This is what to expect going forward. I, I expect that's going to be his job with the Cowboys as well. One of the most difficult parts of this job specifically is – breaking down concepts and data to people that may not be numbers people. Right. Yes. And that's why the important, that's why the, the importance of data visualization is what we call this is very, very important. Right. Because some people, they, they, they hear more than three numbers and their brain starts swimming and their eyes shut off and they just stop listening. Right. Data visualization allows you to view the information in a way that's more consumable for people that may not may not have BSs yep. in, in financial engineering or, or or a PhD in statistics, right? We, we our example of this is all, you know think about our buddy Daniel, Cowboy Stats and Graphs, right? Like he takes the data from uh, scraping it using R, and then he creates visualizations. And, and sometimes he doesn't do that, and he doesn't send out uh, uh, newsletters. But sometimes <laughs> uh, other people you'll see, you know, he'll retweet other people putting visualizations out, and and, yeah. and basically what they do is they just transcribe all that data into a chart, into a visualization. It's easy to read, you. right? It's easy to read, right? And that's so, 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 so important because ultimately at the end of the day, these are not the decision makers. These are guys who are providing information to the decision makers. So they have to make sure that the decision makers understand what they're trying to get across to them. Exactly. Or they're not going to have the best information. And data visualization, breaking that data down, this is not about just analyzing it, but, 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 putting it in terms that can be consumed by a coach who is more concerned about whether his quarterback's ankle is hurt than whether or not, you know, that's a decimal a point three or a decimal point two. Exactly. That's going to make yes. their job so much. And, and, and honestly, it, it is such an important part that gets lost in this is the kind of, it's, it's the Will McClay, right? Will McClay is the bridge between the scouts and the coaches. William Britt is going to be the bridge between the yes. analytics department and the rest of the groups. All right, let's run through two other names really quickly. Sarah uh, Malapali, uh, if I didn't pronounce that right, I'm sorry. Uh, but she was previously with the Ravens. Uh, it sounds like she's going to be working with the player personnel side, maybe giving the front office some ideas of, hey, these are the type of players that you should be targeting in undrafted free agency or as a free agent. I got to believe that's probably where she's going to be used the most. Yeah, I mean, has a lot of experience already. <laughs> extremely young for having uh, already played, you know, worked four years in the, in the NFL as a very highly sought after uh, uh, football analyst. 
Um, she also has a strong history, not only in statistics, she has a BS in statistics, but also a BS in, well, I think it's actually a BS in statistics and machine learning. It's one degree, right? Mm-hmm. But she has history in machine learning. Machine learning will help her develop tools that maybe even like can break down film quickly that you can, you know, sure. go through a whole bunch of film and the teacher machine to uh, identify formations, for instance, or coverage, right? Yeah, or you can just feed all that information, have the machine, you know, watch it, and then break down the information based on what it, it sees. So, yep. uh, machine learning is kind of something that's been you know, part of the kind of AI revolution a little bit. It's it helps machines uh, uh, ingest information uh, in a way yep. that's almost human like. So, it, it, it helps kind of uh, assign large data set uh an- analysis to a computer so you don't have to have human eyes necessarily to yep. do very repetitive processes so there could be a lot of really cool things that she comes up with outside of just her obvious expertise in and kind of breaking down and how to track football players and in, 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 in both free agency and, and in the draft and the last one really quickly before we move on is a lock patini uh, again these uh, if i'm mispronouncing i'm very sorry uh I know that Alok is going to be a consultant with the team, uh, helped hire John Park. What you need to know about this one is help develop uh, the QBR, the, the 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 quarterback rating for ESPN. Uh, again, seems like another really, really big addition. I mean, as far as names go, right? Like this guy, I mean, look, he, he was part of the original four-person analytic team that ESPN hired. Like yeah. that's pretty crazy as far as like sports analytics, you know, uh, trophies i guess to have right uh he's been working with google as a di- data science advocate basically you know those kind of folks go to companies and uh evangelize like the 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 usefulness of of having google and, and that sort of thing um and then obviously like we mentioned he was he's been in a consulting firm uh he's been working uh with i, I think it not just nfl teams but uh baseball teams as well yep. just a sports yes. analytics consulting firm that he has um, and, and, and look, I'm not, I'm still not a hundred percent sure. Like, you know, we kind of, we're, we're sort of, like I said, reading between the lines here. Um, and it sounds like he, he might be part of the team. Like he might actually be a Dallas employee, but either way, like he has been, you know, on his own for the last five years, not necessarily with a specific team. Uh, and he has a ton, yeah. as much as any of these guys, he's got a, a lot of experience. Uh, working on foot, specifically football analytics, uh, but also just kind of sports analytics overall, and he's been uh, uh, you know very much a part yep. of what's been going on for the last ten years. And ten years is in football analytics is you know basically he might as well been around with right? yeah he might as well have been around with Adam and Eve uh, <laughs> at, the, at this point he's been around so long. So uh, so we talked about all the the new hires and who they are, but what does it mean for the Cowboys going forward? We discuss that next. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
All right, Landon, we talked about John Park's team and all of his recent hires. My question for you is, how quickly do you think we'll start to see their impact actually play out on the football field? That's a great question. You know, I think that it's going to have, uh, you know, several different kind of uh, waves of, of, of how, how quickly it, it sorts to sort of roll into, you know, results. Um, I, I think there are some areas where you can immediately start to see a difference. You know, like we talked about Park being part of a team that was actually on the headsets, helping the coaches make decisions. I have to tell you that when this whole situation first started rolling out and we heard about Park and we started to hear that they're doing, redoing, the first thing my mind went to is you've got a head coach who has had at times uh, game management issues, like frankly, almost every all coach, head, yep. head coach. Uh, who is also now taking on play calling responsibilities. That isn't going to make his game management job easier. It's going to make it more difficult. Having somebody in your ear to give you the numbers, to, to assure you what is analytically correct, is a, uh, a useful outsourcing of, of your job. You know? yes. and, and, I, and I think that uh, you know, that's, so that's one, one area where I feel like there could be an immediate impact. I think that it's some of the, you know, strategic uh, uh, game by game sort of things. I think, you know, in, in the uh, opponent breakdown area, you, you should be able to see some uh, kind of immediate impact. Uh, you know, look, by seeing immediate impact, I don't know that we will be able to, you know, see a play and then go, oh, well, that was Max Lyons who broke that down. Yeah, on a, yeah, you know, it's, it's more just that it's like they're getting a more complete picture uh, of 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 tendencies of of you know formational preferences, all those things can be broken, help broken down by the analytics team, and then you know the other areas. There's that, that that's the other thing too is that it's not just that there's a couple of diff- different areas that this team could affect. They could you know have a, have their hand in everything, whether it's you know uh, player personnel, what's happening X's and O's wise. I mean, even to I honestly, this is not interesting to us. But even to man, like you know, back end management stuff that has nothing to do with football, you know, yeah. they may have their hands in there. So I think that you know they are going to be basically pointed at all different elements of the football team to find inefficiencies and then try to correct them. I think the ones that we're going to see the most effect immediately are going to be, you know, game day, game planning, that sort of thing. The things that will take a little bit longer probably will be. You know, if they're revamping their database of players, if they're revamping how they, uh, uh, you know, track uh, uh, free agents and, uh, and uh, draft picks that go into free agents and, and non-Cowboys players that go throughout the NFL. Some of that stuff may take time because you're talking about rebuilding systems and that sort of thing. Well, the other uh, one I, I want to know are... like, is like coaches. Like how yeah. do they let's, – let's say something doesn't work out with Mike McCarthy, or they does. Like, do they, do they look at Mike McCarthy and be like, you know what, he's a net positive for the Cowboys. You can't, it's going to be hard to do better. Or let's say they go 12-5 and five again, lose in the championship round. Do they say, hey, there's other coaches out there that could maybe give you, you know, 0.5 wins over the course of a season that are go hire them. I don't know if they're going to be that involved in the hiring process because that still feels like very much a Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones thing. But I'm sure they're going to have recommendations, right? Yep. Input, you know, I mean, like I said, I don't think these guys are making decisions necessarily, but it's another more, look, it's better, it's better that, that Jerry Jones is going to these guys and getting the analytics output 
than calling up Barry Switzer and Larry Lacewell and asking exactly. them what to do, you know? And so I, I think that's more that's informed where, decisions. That's really what yeah. it is, right? Even exactly. if you're not completely agreeing with what they're saying, if you're at least given options and make, okay, here's the pros, here's the cons. This is the decision I'm going to go with. I think that's what they're trying to help the, the franchise with. Yeah. And I also think, you know, having them be Cowboys employees and work directly for Jerry, like, and especially if there's a long-term commitment here, I think that builds trust in the decision makers to yeah. trust these guys a lot more. Yeah. So they want, they'll want to incorporate their opinions more, which is going to be good for the whole team. It's going to take a while, right? This isn't something like <laughs> these guys have gotten hired in July or yeah. and it's not like they're, all of a they're sudden still setting up their offices right, right. now. They're, they're, they're creating, they're making furniture from, from uh, Ikea as we speak. It's not like next week when the Cowboys have training camp, they're going to be a hundred percent analytical in every decision that they make. Like that's just not going to happen. Some of the changes you'll, you'll notice over the course of the season, but this is a long process that the Cowboys are looking at. And frankly, I, I, I want to talk more about this in the upcoming yeah. weeks because I've got so many questions. I know we're going to have our friend Daniel Houston on to talk about, like, I want to know how, how reliable is the data that you get from an NFL season? Because it's only 17 games. Compare that to, like, basketball. That's 82 games. Or baseball. Yeah, sample size. All- sample size is a huge thing. So, like, how do, you, how do you value that? And where, you know – what can you take away from a game and how much does weather impact your numbers and all that kind of stuff. We'll have Daniel on. I promised it to go through some of this. Uh, Cause I think it's, this is fascinating to me. Like yeah, then. I agree. I agree. It's it's and, and look, I mean, I know <laughs> we just had a podcast yesterday about, <laughs> about fullbacks coming back and we talked about old school football, <laughs> but that doesn't mean that we can't also be excited about the future of football and some of the analytics stuff. I'm an old school football guy, but I still find a lot of fascinating stuff in the analytics. I think it's important uh, so I, I think it's something that we should all kind of wrap our hands around a little bit just to understand how it's having an effect on the on the sport that we love so much. I, I love old school football as well, but I'm also o- always open to new ideas. What if the analytic community comes up with a new position or a new type of way to use a player? Like that's the yeah. stuff that I'm always really lo- uh, you know looking forward to see all the innovations. And I'm sure the staff is going to give us plenty over yeah. the next couple of years. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Lockdown Cowboys your first listen every day. Again, every day, we got special guests coming up on Thursday and Friday, so make sure you ch- uh, check out those shows. We are free and available on all platforms. Check us out on YouTube. Go follow Landon on Twitter, at McCoolVCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we'll see you right back here tomorrow. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.